Okay, my name is Ezra Ellis. I am hosting this podcast with the director of the Institute of Nutritional Science, Dr. Whiting, and we are also recording this for a podcast to be listened to at a later date. And just want to talk about some things, some nutrition type of health and wellness questions that I've had over the last couple of years that I would like to address. And here is Dr. Whiting. Pleasure. Let's get started. I always like surprise questions. All right. Well, these are surprises and they're health and nutrition oriented. And we'll just go through them. And uh, well, some of them are actually even food stuff and dietitian stuff too. Okay. So the first one is COVID-19 and coronavirus is all over the news. And what I would like to know is right now the immune supplement business is, you know, a lot, a lot on a lot of people's minds, especially people who are in the know in nutrition and nutrients. So my question is, Immune support, nutrients, and nutrition should be given to practically everyone, you know, after I would say maybe, and I could be wrong, maybe after the age of 35 or 40, but what are some, what are the reasons why someone should never be given an immune support formula? Well, um, to preface that direct uh, question, Um, the era of coronavirus or COVID-19 has made us very aware of the importance of a strong immune system. Because when people contract this thing, it depends on your immune system, whether you're going to survive it or not. And so while we believe that everyone should take extra care of their immune system because of the many assaults that are on there, uh, which include Uh, toxins and pollutants and all of those things. Uh, So generally speaking, uh, someone after the age of 30, 35 might want to consider at least several times a year using an immune boosting uh, formula. Uh, But to get to your direct question, is there anybody out there who should not use such a thing? And the answer is yes. People with autoimmune conditions, those would include Crohn's disease, Uh, That would include, uh, to a lesser extent, irritable bowel syndrome. People with severe allergies uh, need to be a little careful because these conditions are being caused by an overstimulation of the immune system. So the last thing you want to do is to continue overstimulating the immune system even further, which can... Uh, in the long run, make those various autoimmune conditions even worse than before. Okay. And so those three groups of people, people with autoimmune diseases, Crohn's disease, extreme allergies, and irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, and, and anybody, there are several uh, autoimmune conditions. Uh, any, anyone who has been diagnosed with autoimmunity uh, should proceed with caution. Okay. So my next question is, you've made a product called High Vitality Liquid for a Southern California company called Phoenix Nutritionals, and their website is phoenixvitamins.com. This product is the most complete liquid I have ever seen, and I've been in the vitamin and nutrition industry for about 20 years. 
how many servings of fruits and vegetables are in one bottle of the high vitality liquid and what phytonutrients are equivalent to the five servings of fruit and vegetables? And I may be wording that wrong, but I think you understand what I'm asking. Sure. Um, we put in a wide variety of fruit and vegetable extracts, and those extracts uh, have been concentrated. So what you get in one serving or one ounce of that particular formula, you would have to consume uh, at least three or four servings of fruits and vegetables to get the same thing. Because what we've done is we've isolated the phytochemicals from the fruit extracts. And we use a wide variety, uh, over 20 fruits and vegetables, to get a broad spectrum of phytochemicals. Because phytochemicals are the, uh, uh, they have hundreds of uses in the body and they're only available from plants. And because we realize, all of us, I suppose, realize that we should be consuming uh, a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables. But the fact of the matter is most of us don't. And because of that, we could pretend we are, or we could solve the problem by putting a phytochemical or phytonutrient concentrate in a multi-level formula and a multifaceted formula, which is what exactly what we did. And not only does it provide the essential phytonutrients, but it helps the stuff taste good too. Okay, so how many servings of fruit and vegetables are in the bottle? Well, there's 30 servings, so there's probably uh, at least 60. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so here's a real interesting one. Are all starches carbs? Carbohydrates? Yes. All starches, with the exception of fiber, are carbohydrates. And as such... When you ingest them, they will eventually all be digested and broken down into the body's sugar, which is called glucose or blood sugar. Glucose. Okay, cool. I think that wouldn't be an interesting for the people on Clubhouse listening, um, considering that low carb is, you know, been all the rage for a while. Next one is... It's kind of a, what is, what is the difference? What is the difference between oxygenation and oxidation? Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. First of all, um, if you pound a nail into a fence and leave it sticking out and you come back after the rain or snow season, it's going to look much different. It's going to be covered with rust. Because what's happening is the metal, the iron in the nail is, is oxidizing. So oxidization is the, is the rusting or breaking down uh, of, of minerals, of tissues, uh, and so forth. Oxygenation is what happens when you take a breath. When you breathe in, you are oxygenating your entire body, your soft tissues, your cells, your blood, and that blood is then going to pick up the oxygen from the lungs and carry it to all the cells of your body. So what we want is increased oxygenation, 
we want to reduce oxidizing factors, which can come from chemicals like free radicals and other toxins found in the environment. So for the people on Clubhouse listening, oxidation is not good for the human body because it produces free radicals, which can cause cellular DNA damage and can lead to what? Well, it leads to premature aging. It leads to cellular damage. Uh, it can lead to compromised health conditions in dozens of ways. And uh, uh, virtually all chronic degenerative diseases have been at least indirectly linked to the oxidative process. That's so interesting. So interesting. Okay, so here is another one almost exactly the same way. But we'll start it off with one at a time because they're all completely different kind of similar to what we just were discussing. So, ketoacidosis, ketosis, and ketones. Let's start with ketoacidosis. What is it and explain why it's good or bad. All right. The term ketoacidosis or metabolic acidosis is a condition where the blood and soft tissues of the human body become overacidic. And this can occur for a wide variety of reasons. Uh, it is most commonly found uh, in people with insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, uh, or even type 1 diabetes for that matter. Um, and ketoacidosis increases risk uh, when your diabetes uh, is poorly managed. And uh, it is not a good thing, and it is a thing that's quite rare, fortunately, uh, and it's something you want to avoid at all costs because ketoacidosis is one of the few uh, true medical emergencies that require immediate attention. So when you see these drug commercials on TV and they're reading the, the crazy warning thing at the end, and they say... Uh, and they say, you know, if ketoacidosis happens, see your doctor right away. That's kind of what they're getting at, right? Yes. The funny thing is, is that most diabetes medications, uh, with very, very few exceptions, uh, put you at a greater risk for ketoacidosis. So you're taking a drug, supposedly, uh, for helping your diabetes, when in fact, you're putting your system at greater risk for something far more deadly, which is ketoacidosis. Huh. Okay, so now what is ketosis? Ketosis is the term referred that we use to refer to when a human body is burning fat for energy instead of glucose or sugar. And this occurs when you deprive the body of... Uh, available carbohydrates and sugars, and the body then is forced to burn fat for fuel, and the result of that uh, is a state we call ketosis. Okay, and so the last one for this section is ketones. You hear a lot about ketones in stuff on the internet and people taking products that have ketones in it. What is the science behind ketones and, you know, is it really what all these marketing people say it is or, or what? 
Well, first of all, ketones or ketone bodies are produced naturally by the body when fat is being burnt for fuel. So when you're in a state of ketosis, you are generating or producing ketone bodies as a side effect or an offspring of fat metabolism. Mm. And they can be measured in the blood, but most conveniently, they can be measured in the urine, which is why we often use urinalysis or urine test strips to measure a person's level of ketone bodies. Because if they are following a low-carbohydrate diet uh, in the uh, uh, goal of controlling their weight or losing weight, then uh, we want to measure ketone bodies to be sure they're moderately being produced because that uh, indicates that the body is burning its own fat for fuel, which obviously would be a good thing. Now, getting down to uh, ketone supplements. For the most part, uh, it's marketing hype. First of all, you don't need to consume ketone supplements. Your body produces adequate ketones when it's burning fat for fuel. If you are consuming carbohydrates and you are not in ketosis because of it, consuming supplements with ketone bodies has virtually little or no effect because you are still going to be what we call a glucose or sugar uh, uh, metabolizing uh, chemistry. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. For everyone on Clubhouse, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And I just want to let you know for the people on the podcast who are not on Clubhouse that Dr. Whiting's um, Clubhouse discussions will happen at 12 noon every Tuesday, Tuesday every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Pacific time at noon. So tune in to it and hopefully we can uh, further educate the masses on health, nutrition, and how to um, hedge their bet against uh, chronic degenerative diseases. Thanks for listening.